Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Hey, what's going on, automotive world? Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Joining me on the show this week is Gustavo Robles. Gustavo is a Toyota technician out of California. He's the foreman in his shop. Uh, He helps out uh, quite a bit with the diagnostic side of things to keep the shop rolling efficiently. Um, He's recently discovered the aftermarket diagnostic world, uh, meaning things like YouTube, Facebook, this podcast. Uh, He's really been interested in uh, all the knowledge uh, that's out there and all the the really smart people uh, that are running YouTube channels and Facebook groups out there. Um, So we're going to talk about that, uh, his role in Toyota, some of our experiences in the field. Um, Just as a warning, uh, there is quite a bit of profanity in this episode. So uh, if you got little ones in the car or that's just not your style, uh, you've been warned here. But uh, Gustavo's quite the uh, outspoken character, so he doesn't hold back. And uh, just be prepared to hear plenty of F-bombs. But, uh, you know, hey, we've all worked in shops before. I think most of us are pretty used to it by now. Um, one more note uh, before we get going. I have Mike Christofferson's EPROM class coming up here June 3rd and 4th in the Twin Cities, Minnesota area. I still have a couple seats open for that. So if you're interested in joining us uh, for that class, uh, hit me up. My email will be in the show notes. Just send me a message and I will send you all the details. We'll get you in, but jump on those seats before they fill up. All right. Other than that, let's jump in. Good evening, sir. How's it going? I am doing magnificent. How you doing, dude? <laughs> good, good. I have no complaints. It was uh, above 60 degrees here today for Ooh. the first time in several weeks. I think we've only had one other day this spring where it's above 60, but it's supposed to be 70s next week. I am I am so excited. It's been a That's long... That's good. Hell yeah. And then uh, you live out there in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. a long wintry spring yeah first of all let me say anyone that works in icy fucking cold ass uh like climates my fucking respects dude fucking i feel like you deal with corrosion shits and rust left and right that's the fucking worst yeah you get used to it for sure but um man it's uh it can be a hassle for sure and you're out in california right yeah it's a fucking i I have it hella easy dude I i don't do shit i just well i mean I don't know how to deal with rust. I har- I hardly deal with corrosion issues, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, I I only have corrosion issues if it's like a a window installer installed a window like crap and it left water to come in and it f- usually falls in into like the uh, like the kick panels, you know. That's where it bunches mm-hmm. up with the other connectors are. Yeah, and that, that's usually the only, the only time where I see it. But nothing like or oh, corrosion outside underneath the diff because it's fucking salt in the in the roads or whatever. You know? Nothing like that. Sure. What what part of California are you in? I I live in in a town called Woodlands by Sacramento. Okay, all right. And uh, I work at a Toyota Toyota dealership in Vacaville, which is I don't know like thirty minutes from Woodland, so okay. it's a little drive. Nice. 
How long you been there? I've been there for it's gonna be four years now. Okay. Damn, time fucking flies, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, no kidding. Um prior to that, um what uh what, what was your experience in the field? I uh so me and my brothers, uh we opened up our own shop in Woodland. We have our own like, custom shop. And uh, we do anything and everything, dude. It has wheels. If you want to do a wide body, fucking Ellis swap, whatever, whatever it is, we can do it. It's just that uh, I got married, and startups don't usually pay the bills all that well. So uh, I had to bounce, mm-hmm. sadly. So uh, I uh, I got a job at Toyota because we did a a, a we did a, a full car build for a uh, for the Toyota I work at for the wife, the wife that works there. She has a, a sign in for us. I'll send you pictures of it later. It's a sign for us. We did a full ass white body kit on it. And uh, she didn't want to do anything, anything engine wise, but we did a bunch of work to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, uh, when the, when she heard I was looking for a job, she, she fucking just jumped on me, dude. She was like, I, I want you here now. So nice. that's how I got started working there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Hey, you like it at Toyota so far? I mean, four years in, you must uh, be okay with that. Dude, dude it's fucking, uh, it's nuts, dude. It's a, it's really fucking repetitive. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking want to shoot my brains out once a day. But, <laughs> I'm kidding, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, but uh, uh, the one thing I didn't, I didn't know was uh, the whole stories, bro. Like, during, like, doing ROs and shit, like, you have to write a fucking essay, dude. Like, for every single car, and if you leave out any information, the... You know the uh, the service writer's trip or the or the customer like oh why why didn't you explain you know this and this or whatever I don't know it's it's tedious really fucking tedious I didn't know that you had to do a lot of typing like a lot dude like I just yeah. feel like it's been half of the day typing especially for warranty work dude if you do anything warranty oh my god you have to you have to put uh at this connector check at you know this connector pin whatever check for power or ground or check for signal or whatever uh-huh. dude it's fucking nuts. Now, okay, so and I remember being at a shop and having to write the story like that. But have you been in a situation where that's saved you maybe a few months down the oh, road? Oh, dude, uh, fucking speak of the devil, dude. Uh, I have a a car that I did, and, uh, and it's an old-ass fucking Tacoma. I did a 92 Tacoma. It wasn't warranty, so 92 Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, uh, the guy, it, it came in with the low compression all, all across. It had like, in one cylinder, it had like maybe 10 PSI, if that. It was like a 93 Tacoma. And uh, I did the work. You know, I checked it out, tried verifying it, what, what it was. I condemned it as pissing rings. You know, I filled it. I filled the, the cylinder with a little bit of oil and just cycled it. And fucking compression jumped up to like 190. So okay. I was like, all right. So rings are bad for sure. And my service advisor sold them a used engine from mm. LKQ. And uh, that engine, uh, it came in. I, I took out the the old twenty two R things what it was I took out the I took out that engine and put in the new one or the used one and oh dude that thing was horrible the new engine had a rod knock <laughs> really yeah the new engine had a rod knock and uh, so I finished the car I finished the engine uh, it's, it's all in so then I'm like all right so now I gotta put type my story so I legit typed out an engine uh, an essay I explained everything I did everything I didn't do all that stuff and uh, and I noted down the 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 knock. And, uh, mm. so it stayed like that for a while. The customer came down to like, look at it. And the dude was like, oh, that's not a knock. Oh, just the sound's breaking. I'll take it like that. And I'm like, bro, like, it's bad. <laughs> dude. It's, it's, you know, I, I, re- I would remove spark plug number two in front of him. I would remove spark plug number two and you know, the, the clapping kind of, you know, go away. Sure. So, so I, when, when I did that, 
and I showed him. He, he was like, oh, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just, it's breaking. I was like, what the fuck, dude? What the hell's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, dude. So, I fucking I did a really good story. I covered my ass. And uh, long story short, I think homeboy wanted to go to bar, dude. He wanted to fucking. Oh, really? He, yeah, he, he tried going to that level, but uh, I, I did a really good story and it covered my ass. It really protected me and it protected the company because I was like, dude, I, I literally told you not to take it and he took it. So, yeah. I mean, we're, still, we're, we're gonna take care of him. We're, we're not like that. We're gonna take care of him. It's just that it sucks that he had to like elevate it when he didn't need to. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I remember when I first started out, I had a, um, the guy who owned the shop, he was really good on us to like, you got to write down every single detail. And yeah, it, it was a hassle for sure. It definitely takes up time of your day. And maybe like me, my writing skills aren't that great. So I have to no, yeah, no, get no, better at get that. I, but I, having I, I that mechanic, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always say I gave up uh, being an English major so I could be a mechanic. So, <laughs> no, fuck, uh, yeah, dude, hell yeah. Um, but having that to look back on, even if it's even if it's not like an upset customer, but just going back to maybe like an intermittent problem or something you're dealing with again, some sort of comeback, you can go back like, okay, what did I do? What were the tests I ran? What codes did I have before? And uh, Boy, that that helps you out quite a bit in certain certain situations. Um, I do. It really does. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. It helps a lot too. Like how you said right now, like if you touch a car today, you know, and then the car leaves and comes back fucking two months later, it's mm-hmm. cool to go back to your story and like, oh, okay, I had this code. Let me see if it's the same or not, yeah. or whatever. You know, no, for for sure, hell yeah. Well, and I mean, how many cars do you touch in an average day? Would you say? So uh, right now it is slow. COVID did fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be honest. Uh, but today, uh, I think I don't know, maybe like six, eight, maybe. Okay, I mean, and on average, the shop only has like fuck, dude, like thirty, forty cars that come in. So like, it's slow, it's super slow. We used to do average like ninety, and that's low for like a dealership having ninety cars to come in. And like a majority of them is fucking oil changes and shit. You know, loop, loopy stuff. Sure, sure. But I mean, yeah. even if it was just six to eight cars a day you know you add that up over a week and a month and six months and then you, oh it adds you up a lot of vehicles it's tough to remember all the details it's and especially if you're looking at the same cars too like you probably touch however many toyota camry's and it's like well which one did i do the yeah. thing that had the o2 sensor code on i don't know yeah, yeah yeah and especially that's how it is how so right now at the shop i'm, I'm the foreman and i dispatch also and we'll, that's what i hate about that too is because when I'll have a cert, the 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 search manager come up to me like, and ask me, "Hey, who's touching this car? Who's touching that car?" And it's like, "Damn, dude! Like, you gotta be more specific than just the camera. There was like fucking six of them that came in today already, you know?" So yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard. No, yeah. What's uh, what's the role of the foreman in your shop? What are your responsibilities? Um, the best analogy I can give you is like having a loaded gun with no bullets. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like. Uh, I have this fucking job title. It doesn't mean jack shit, you know? It's fucking... They, uh... Well, I mean... So, my 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 job is to take care of the diags that, that nobody wants to do because it pays really shitty or if it's warranty pay, which pays really shitty. Okay. So, uh, I'm like the, the yes man, per se, you know? If somebody comes in, you know, oh, this has to get done. Can you do it? Sure. Or, oh, he has to get looked at for free. Can you do it? Sure. Or... or or uh, I take care of comebacks too from other techs. Um, I'll take care of comebacks, but I, I try to not do that as often to take the comebacks away from them. I try to give it back to them, and then I'll try to like assist them with it. You know? Gotcha. Uh, I'll try to get like uh, when if it comes back and for whatever diag, 
uh, I'll try. I'll, I'll ask him like, oh, okay, what's your game plan? What's going through your head right now? What do you think you should do? What do you think you shouldn't do? You know, and then we try to find like a general direction to go together. Or if they're really persistent. I'll let them try to like trolley off on their own, mm-hmm. and then they'll get lost, and then and then they'll come and ask for help, and then I'll I'll give them a hand or whatever. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. you you you're pretty pretty efficient at the diagnostic side of things, then. Lately, yes. Uh, I'm not. I was crappy at it, dude. It was when I first started. Fuck, dude. It's. I feel like diagnostics for sure is the hardest thing when it comes mm-hmm. to fixing. It has to be. It is. I mean, uh, but there, you know. But I used to be an R and I guy. All I would do was fucking timing covers, services. You know, quote okay. unquote gravy shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I that got boring, dude. It got boring really fast, and I don't know. I I just didn't like doing it. I think uh, what kind of really moved me forward was a. Uh, I had a, a Highlander, a 2018 Highlander, and okay. they had a, I don't know if you're familiar with those systems. They have something called a Safety Connect system. It's like a, maybe for you, how, how you know GM more, it's like the, the OnStar for GM, oh. you know, the OnStar. Uh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a Toyota yet. Yeah, so Toyotas, they have something called Safety Connect. So that's uh, that, that's like the, their version of OnStar, which is like uh, roadside assistance in case you're in an accident, whatever, you know, it, it calls authorities, whatever. Sure. Um. This 18 uh, Highlander had it had a, a microphone issue that, for some weird reason, since the microphone wouldn't work, the radio wouldn't work. Mm. So it was the weirdest, like, uh, how, how they were they would be related to each other, those two issues. And, I, and that was my first major diagnostic car I had. That, it whooped my ass, dude. Legit. I took, I shit you not, dude, it took me, like, fuck, a month to figure it out. Okay. It sucked, dude. But uh, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to keep it short. You know, I'm trying to keep keep points. So you know, go on too long with this. But um, long story short, dude, it ended up being that the customer poured. Uh, he spilled coffee in the radio. Oh, okay. Fucked up the radio. The radio messed up something called the DCM. Okay. Which is like, uh, think of it as like a cell phone for the vehicle. It messed up the DCM, which the DCM then shorted out the fucking microphone in the map light assembly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it was and, and it sucks because he was out of warranty and ended, and this dude paid fucking like twelve grand in parts, dude. And wow. For eighteen Highland, I was like, bro, go trade this shit in. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. No, but yeah, it, it was it, it whipped my ass, kicked my ass. But that like when I finished it, oh my god, bro, that shit was fucking beautiful. When I when I when I finished it and the mic worked, I was like, oh god, I love this. Isn't that a great feeling? You finally beat it. You're successful. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking amazing. I love it. Shit, it gets me high. Dude. It gets me going. Yeah. So that so that moved you into pursuing that a little bit more? Yeah. That moved me into doing that more often. And, and I, I like it, dude. I really do. It's uh, It does have its days when I was like, fuck, dude. This thing, it's like, like today, I had a fucking Lexus was whooping my ass. That It does have its days when it, it makes you not want to like, damn, dude, why did I, why did I do this? <laughs> right, right. You see somebody else, uh, you know, just getting that gravy and having a nice, easy day and you're getting your butt kicked. But uh, I, I think that challenge is what I like about it. You know, not maybe not in the moment, but when you're done, when you finally figure it out, you get through it. It's it's a good feeling to, I don't know, more than just set like putting on a set of brake rotors and pads or something like oh, that. Oh, exactly. Different, Hell, yeah. different accomplishment that you get from solving some difficult problem or something. I do have one question for you though. How you used to have you have like that? You used to work at dealership, right? Like or have or something um, like that similar? I well, I did a Firestone for a long time, which was it's independent, but I would say it's probably closer to 
you know, a dealership flow than your average independent repair shop. Um, okay. they're, they're very corporate structured. And so, you know, everybody's got their role and they have procedures and, you know, that's that I feel like that's closer to a dealership style than a lot of other repair shops. Did you guys do a lot of, a lot of like diagnosing too? Like, yeah. Like um, major diagnosing or no? W- well, when I first started Firestone, I was just hired on as the tech and I got in there and, um, I had just worked at an independent store before the, that little two bay shop, but they just found that, Oh, if we give Sean, you know, this ticket with this problem, he'll spend the time, he'll get us an answer. And it's not just throwing a part at it, which is, most of what everybody else did because the flat rate style kind of promotes that yeah it it does and it sucks that fucking sucks it does and i I completely i I can relate you know i've i'm not gonna bullshit you i've done it a couple times where oh everybody everybody has no if it's a warranty diag and it's like all right it's either my time's on is on the line it's either make some bread today or fucking go home with nothing you know so it's like uh but you know it's always like I wouldn't recommend the most random shit either, you know. I, w- I would do something I would that would be close, you know. I'd be, oh, I think it's this, you know. Well, that's the Nothing. thing. You know, we, we'd get an hour and a half for, uh, you know, a, a electrical diagnosis or computer diag for, at Firestone. And when that hour and a half is, like, coming up and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to spend any more time on this. Do I just make my best guess based on what I see right now, or do you actually continue on and try to do it? And it's, it can definitely be tough if you're trying to make hours for the week, but I tried my best to really give honest answers. Um, and the service writers like that because, you know, they could sell the work, but they could save face with the customer too. Right. They don't yeah, have to, yeah. Oh, yeah. they have to go with some confidence being a salesperson that, yeah, this control module is definitely going to fix your car for $800. And then when it doesn't, it's them, you know, the, the tech at Firestone, they yeah. don't really have the egg on their face because they're not dealing one-on-one with the customer. So the service writer is now, you know, in a bind there and they've got a back pedal. And so when they could get a ticket and what was on that ticket was the thing that the car actually needed, they loved that. So I got just sort of pushed into doing the majority of the diagnosis there Damn. for that reason, because it made their lives easier. They didn't have to deal with the the backpedaling and the well we need to start with eight, eight coils I love that and eight line. Spark that's the plugs. best line ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's how i got into more doing more of the the diagnosis was just really trying to focus on getting getting to the right answer or giving them an honest answer like hey this is intermittent i don't have any direction i don't want to recommend anything for this car because I'm just guessing like, yeah. whereas a lot of people would be like, I don't know, let's put a crank sensor in it and see what happens. And <laughs> it, you know, you know, but it's weird. Does. It's weird with that, dude. It's weird because I feel like sometimes some customers want to hear that part. You know what I mean? Yep, like a, yep. a customer, sometimes I feel like they wouldn't want to, at least what I've seen with the, our service advisors, I, they get even more pissed off when you tell them that, Oh, I need an additional two hours of diag time or an additional hour of diag time, you know? Yeah. And then they'll be, oh, what the fuck? You couldn't figure it out in the one hour? You couldn't, you know? <laughs> right. They want to hear that fucking, that shotgun, you know what I mean? Yep. Well, and actually I've worked with service writers like that as well, where they want to sell something no matter what. And they don't want the, no, this is intermittent. I don't have an answer. Well, can't, can't we just, uh, you know, sell them a tune up and, uh, 
Can't we just... Uh, fucking... Oh, my yeah. God. Do we have a guy like that? Oh, my... Hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it, dude. And there's... the. I mean, there's all kinds of people out there. There's guys that try to sell from the counter because maybe they were a tech for some period of time and you've yeah. got something on your ticket. Here, put this... Uh, put this uh fuel injector this ignition coil in and <laughs> like it's like it, try it try it. <laughs> <laughs> i've had that fuck yeah i've had that happen uh, our old our old old um general manager or uh, service manager he used to be a manager tech at right there at that toyota and this dude fuck dude he since he would deal with customers like he was he became like a service it was weird he was like a service advisor slash service manager i don't know and then he used to be a manager tech there fucking weird he still had his toolbox there, by the way. Uh-huh. When he, when all this was going on, but uh, um, he would like you would give him your diagnosis, and then he would sell some other shit. You know, like bro, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I would hate that. Yeah, like fuck. But it, it, like, I want to ask you that. How about for you now? Since you're te- you're technically now the t- the service advisor and the tech all in one, being mobile and shit, huh? Is mm-hmm. that is that is that a trip for you? Is that weird? Is that um, you know what I mean? no, it's, it, I actually, I like it, um, because I'm dealing one-on-one with the shops and either the technician or the store manager, store owner, whatever it is. And it's very, very different than dealing with the customer, which like the owner of the vehicle, which I did that as well. While I was a tech at, at times I would, uh, have to sell my own work. And so I had a little bit of experience there, but working with, the people who are already working on the car, I've had some pretty good luck with it. Of course, there's some doorknobs out there, but you know, I don't work with them for very long. If it's a, Damn. if if they can't, you know, do this yeah. stuff right. But yeah, I, I like working with somebody who at least has a basic understanding of what we're talking about. I mean, a lot of the stuff I might as well be talking Chinese to your average person Damn. who owns a vehicle, but at least they have an idea of yeah, when of I'm course, talking about networks and things like that. Um, and it's been, it, it's been really good. I, I can honestly say I've only had a handful of times, you know, with people where it's, where it's an issue. And the nice part about working for yourself is then well, I just don't have to answer those phone calls anymore. You say, you know? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you have a lot of times that like shops question your your diet like like oh my fucking tech says this why are you saying is that you um, know, like well, fucking call me out here guy it's usually when I first start with a shop like the first time or the first few times damn uh, that's had, so you gotta prove yourself every time fuck that sucks <laughs> yeah it's there's been a couple places it's not every place but I definitely had a couple places that are skeptical and I had one shop. He wanted the part that I told him it needed. He wanted me to stay there until he got the part and put it on and saw that it was fixed. I was like, what the I fuck? was like, I was like, no, that's not how we're doing this. I was like, it, I was like, I know this is going to fix it. Here's why. Here's my tests. But if it doesn't, I'll, I'll come back. All right. And I got him to agree with that. But I'm like, I'm not hanging out here that's waiting for the Napa guy to fuck? show up. It's crazy. <laughs> but it ended up it turned into a shop that I still go to on a regular basis, you know, because, um, I get it. Just some random guy. He got my number from somebody and some random guy is going to come in and be, you know, charge him a premium rate to tell him what's wrong with this vehicle. Uh, I might be skeptical too, (laughs) you know, but I try, I try to do some 
show them my tests. Okay, here's what I measured. Here's how I got to this conclusion. Here's why this part's failed. And I mean, if I can, I'll bypass the part just to show them here. This will work once you have X in place, but it doesn't always work that way. So, damn. No, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I don't know if I could do that, dude. I don't, like, sometimes me being the whatever, again, bringing back this dumbass title, but me being the chat foreman, I have to go on. Um, I do like 99% of the customer ride alongs. So let's say if a customer's like, oh, that's, I heard this wind noise, and then they're yeah. like, oh, I want to go with the tech. Son of a bitch, and I gotta sit in the car with an old lady that doesn't listen to music while driving. So all you hear is normal wind noise, and you're just sitting there for 30 minutes trying to tell her, hey, bro, that shit is normal. No, I paid fucking $40,000 for this Highlander. Why? I shouldn't make noise. No, ma'am. That's your issue. You bought a Highlander now, Alexis. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, dude. I'm I'm not trying to bash on it, but fuck, bro. Like, yeah. 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 There's, you meet a, uh, a lot of interesting people out there. I remember because uh, I would go on test drives with customers. This is at the first shop I was working at. I was probably 19, maybe. And I, I went on this test drive with this lady in the suburban to listen for a noise or whatever. I don't even remember what it was. And we're driving around and we're listening for this noise, whatever, just kind of chit chatting. And all of a sudden she starts talking about her ex-husband who she's recently divorced from oh and damn she's falling in love with you bro she's well, like hey, what's your number dude let me get it. <laughs> it, it it turned into like uh emotional breakdown we're pulling back oh, into the, the, the shop parking lot and this lady's like <laughs> sobbing about what's going on in her life and i'm a 19 year old kid i'm just like um so you want me to fix your sway bar link or <laughs> what's the deal <laughs> i was so uncomfortable i wanted to get out of that car as fast as possible but... that's hella funny dude what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you meet some uh interesting people and the, the the people that drive their vehicles or i mean there's, there's there's such a range of how people treat their cars and that noise that you're looking for, it might be because that person is driving that vehicle like a complete maniac. And yeah. I never did that on the test drive. So I needed to go with them to see it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I drive this, like I'm trying to kill somebody and then I can hear the clunk on the front end. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one time I had a, uh, a drive along on a, uh, what was it? I think it was like a newer, Highlander, yeah, I think it was a newer Highlander, and it was uh, this that, this guy would, would complain that oh, when I come to a stop, like the transmission does something weird on takeoff. I'm like, okay, so I went with him, and and he got it to do it, and it would do like a weird like clunk going forward, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, okay, so then I was like, well, what are you doing to make it to make it to do that? Oh, I'm hitting the brake and the gas at the same time. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> First of all. Yeah, right. And then I told him, I was like, hey, have you tried not hitting the gas and the brake at the same time? And he's like, you know what? Uh, I'll try that right now. And sure enough, fucking never did it again on the test drive. <laughs> I was like, all right, buddy, where's my 185? Give me my hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's there's been some stupid ones like that, too. Um, the One that I got, it was almost every spring, I think. Because in Minnesota, you don't use your AC for a good six months out of the year. So you never hit that button on the dash. And old ladies would come in to the shop with their AC not working. I mean, maybe sometimes it was actually needed to charge or whatever. But a lot of times they just forgot, oh, I have to press this 
<laughs> button on the dash. Um, I, I think I recently just talked about it on the podcast or maybe it was my students. Um, so, you know, the, um, it, it's not every vehicle, but a lot of vehicles will have the little emblem above the recirculate button. And so yes. the, when you hit the recirculate, it's a little picture of a car and it's got a, a circle with an arrow on it. to so like, you're recirculating yeah, yeah, yeah. the air. But then some of them will have a button or an emblem for when you're drawing air in from the outside of the vehicle, you know, the opposite of yeah, the for pressure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that picture is a little outline of a car. And if you imagine an arrow coming straight in towards the front of the car diagonally with the arrow pointing in, that's the emblem for drawing air from the outside. Well, so this lady, she brought her car to Firestone. And she said her hood jar light would not shut off. And okay. we're looking at it. We're looking at it. We're like, this thing doesn't have a hood jar light. And we're looking, we're like, it doesn't even have a hood switch. Like it was just like a <laughs> Mazda three or something like that. And like, it doesn't even have it. So we had to get her out here. Like, what, what are you talking about? And so she points to this little light on the, on the, and it was, it was kind of up on the dash. It wasn't in the like typical spot for an HVAC unit, but she points at it and we had to explain like, Oh no, oh, that's not your hood light. <laughs> Jeez, my hood light doesn't turn off, man. What the fuck? <laughs> but like, I, I, now, so every time I see that logo in a car, I th- I think it look kind of looks like a little hood, but I would have never thought that. Man, you fucked me up. Boy. You fucked me up for life. Now every time I see that, every car, now. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah. People, people are interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, fuck. Now I wanted to. I wanted to also ask you, um, how'd you get into the whole mobile diag, dude? That's like a fucking bold move. Oh, and also, dude, like, after hearing your podcast, bro, like, I did not realize how many fucking scan tools you need to oh be a, like it's an after not, not aftermarket, but like a, a a like someone that touches anything and everything. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. If you want, and to try I do it. not. I did not realize. I was like, oh, you just need one snap on fucking scan tool your titties. Hell no, dude. <laughs> Like uh, you have some people on here that have fucking four, five, six, seven. Holy crap, dude! Yeah, I got it easy. I just need just the one. That's just nuts. It yeah, the scan tool thing is crazy because it's never ending. Um, They're fucking expensive, like it, stupid expensive for no reason. <laughs> it, it it is it is very expensive, but if you you know you can charge correctly, if you have the solution that other people don't, that's the way I look at it. As you know, um, if if I can charge a premium rate for this because someone else can't do it. Okay. Well then it's worth the investment, but that's the tough part is do I spend, you know, 2000, $3,000 on this tool? Am I going to get enough calls on it? You know? And so what I've been trying to do is just gauge, Damn. you know, if I get a call on something that I can't do yet, I'll jot it down and say, okay, I got, you know, this many calls on this. It's time to buy this tool. Cause then it would make sense on a return on investment. But then it it always seems whatever Fuck. tool I buy, I end up not getting a call for that for like six months. Oh yeah, that's, you, that's you like know? the game. That's how it works. Like literally, what did I literally? What did I buy? I bought a fucking oh, I bought a UV light, fucking a black light, right? Because I, I I keep having to borrow my coworkers for AC dags. Mm-hmm. I finally bought one. Tell me why, dude? I've been fucking used this and they got it, and it's been like fucking four months. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Um. But yeah, so the the way I got into the mobile thing was my first summer after I started teaching, I, you know, 
it was weird because I'd been tech my entire career since I got out of high school. Um, and then all of a sudden I wasn't working on cars besides a little bit teaching. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta stay up on this somehow. And I could go back to a shop for the summer and maybe a little bit during the school year. I didn't really want to do that. Um, but I was just on, yeah, I was just on Facebook, um, in some of these technician groups and seeing that there were people out there that did this. Um, cause I didn't even know it was, I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, and uh i fucking didn't i didn't know until i i mean i kind of did but hearing like your podcast i was like damn a lot of people do this shit yeah that shit is it's crazy dude like it's a lot well it's i knew there was people that would go around and program but i thought that was it i didn't realize that like the diagnostic side of it and that too for programming bro like you need fucking softwares up the wazoo and yeah and uh i know for uh, some gms like I think it's the same as like tuning. I think that you gotta have like credits to, to update a software. No, or, or, yeah. or so there's, there's my like stack of laptops here. <laughs> God damn. Plus, plus the one I'm on. Um, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's quite a bit. But you know, if you treat it like a business, that's that's your overhead, right? Because I don't have a shop, and so if, if I was to go buy a shop locally i'm spending i don't know a million dollars plus where honestly for for this the overhead is relatively low the technology cost is is very high but that's that's it that and a fan and obviously it's insurance and things like that but um it, it actually it is pretty lucrative so yeah i didn't realize that there was such a need for it when i started out doing it that first summer and it's just kind of ramped up from there I did. It's a little- crazy because I feel like it's gonna keep. You're gonna need well, like, like a mo- mobile techs like as yourself that have all this software, all this technology, all this shit. Like, yeah, especially like, like with body shots, bro. The people that and especially like newer cars, everything has to get programmed. Front front radar sensors, rear blind spot monitors, everything has to get programmed now. Everything has to get calibrated. You know, it's fucking it's yeah. nuts, dude. And I know some people that charge a fucking an arm and a fucking left nut dude to freaking program your front windshield when i can do it in 30 minutes you know what i mean like it's yep. crazy yeah well and there's gonna be some remote services uh, there's already companies that are hopping on that like drew tech and autel are doing stuff where hey you buy this tool we'll remote in and do these services so that's going to become more popular as a just a sale to a lot of shops but um again sometimes that stuff doesn't work. Sometimes you have to be at the car. Sometimes only a, like a used module will work. Right. And then you've got to do yeah. some like board level stuff to clone something over. So I'm, I'm working on picking up those skills so that I can offer that as well. Speaking um, of that right now, uh, remind yeah. me about, I'm going to ask you about that in a bit about the e-prom a lot shit. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't know about that shit until your fucking podcast and that fucking gave me like a nerdgasm bro i was like oh my god <laughs> so much information i fucking loved it dude yeah that's a whole nother whole nother world to get into that stuff i was like man you're fucking hacking the system with this shit bro <laughs> fucking but one thing i want, want to bring up was uh your uh your subaru fucking uh case study that you had with, uh, uh, cam values Bro, dude, I was watching that episode like as if I was watching Pokemon and was like, what Pokemon is this? And, uh, and I was screaming his Pikachu. I was like, it's the ECU. It's the fucking ECU. And then you said, and then you were like, I solved the ECU. So I was like, fuck. You fucking. 
That shit was nuts. It's because the reason why I know about that is because our, our FRSs for Toyota, it's it literally everything's a fucking Subaru, oh, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the FRSs, so the cam values, all that shit don't learn. Well, I mean, they do learn, but once they do, you're fucked because you're going to put the ECU. So when you were talking about it, talking about your case study and like working up to it, I was like, I was like, in my head, I was like, the ECU. It's the fucking ECU. And then and you're like, I swapped the ECU. I was like, fuck, why would you swap the ECU? You fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one where I broke another car, but you know, struggling through those ones, that's where you learn it. I'm going I'm going through it on a Nissan right now with uh, some some TCM stuff. I'm not I'm not to a conclusion yet, but I'm yeah. I'm getting my butt kicked, but I'm learning a lot along the way on how this uh, how some of the the TCM learns some of the data within the CVT. So, I'm I'm getting there. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to work in any like newer Nissans, but I know their their transmissions. I mean, the CVTs are in general any CVT is pretty poopy, but yeah, fucking um, they do. I, I do know that they do have some weird ways that they learn, like mm-hmm. shift patterns and shit like and shit like that, and uh, and initializing shit like that. I know it is a little bit weirder than other cars per se, but uh, but no, but yeah, do that fucking Subaru like n- no way, and then and then the way how you you fucking uh. Well, what you do? You uh save the data from a newer one or whatever the fuck you hacked it. I don't know what the hell you did, and you put yeah. it into the other. You see that shit was nuts. So I was like that. I'm putting that shit in my back pocket, but I don't even know how the fuck to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was well. You needed a known good or you know a computer out of one that didn't have messed up cam values, and then it's as simple as copying and pasting, and then it'll work. But um, do you have to open it up? Like, 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 yeah, but those those ECMs on those ones, it's like two clips, and you can pop it out, and it's pretty straightforward. Damn, that, yeah, dude, the fuck when you said that, is and literally started turning my wheels in my head. I'm like, bro, I can tell my parts manager to keep one fucking brand new ECU in stock. I can just copy the fucking the data. So every time I have one that comes in, I can fix the issue, transfer yeah. it, and well, save the customer two grand. If you have the virgin you know? file, that would be the definitely the way to go because then you could just pop that into any one of them and you know you're good to go. It'll it'll do its learn process then because it's just blank at that point. So that would that would be the the fix. And the nice part is for that particular EPROM job, you don't need anything crazy expensive. There's Autel tools that have everything you need um to copy. Which is and paste copy and the paste it? Yeah. It's um Damn. I can send you some pictures, but it, okay, that, yeah. that was the thing. Once I did uh, Mike and Pedro's class uh, last year, there is there is a lot of complexity to it. Um, but oh, I bet, fuck yeah! But well, once you start to understand it, you're like, oh, okay. Well, this really isn't as crazy as I thought it was. At least that I, you know, I thought it was like you get inside that box and like you have to be an engineer to figure this stuff out. And again. There's some complexity and some really smart people who figure stuff out, but, but you start to like, start to work with a little bit. You start to see some, you know, repetition between modules. You're like, oh, okay. I can identify the processor. I can identify the EEPROM chip. And then it's just a matter of connecting to them. And it's, it's not as crazy as I thought it was. I guess that that too, speaking of the classes you're talking about, like you make me want to go to vision, dude. Like. Some fucking little brown dude in fucking California wants to go to fucking Vision and like, oh, and I, I've told my 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 bosses at work and shit, and they're like, "Why would you want to do that? It's not to you want to certify this and that." But I was like, "Man, we gotta fucking expand our horizon, bro." Like, yep, yep. You know that you want to keep everything all fucking Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. I was like, "Well, you gotta know how to work 
well, not really know how to work in anything and everything, but it, like people outside of the industry of like Toyota company, whatever corporate, like they know some shit too. There's there's some really fucking smart people out there. Yeah, like, you you had some really smart people on the podcast there. It's it's crazy, dude. Like legit makes me want to go to uh to vision i haven't even asked my wife and she's like fuck it let's go like hell yeah <laughs> yeah no you, you definitely should and there's some other good ones too um do you know uh pj walter out in pennsylvania uh i'm not gonna lie to you no okay you should uh you, i don't know if you're on facebook or whatever you should reach out to him because he's a he's a toyota technician and he, he does a lot of this aftermarket training though he'll go to Whoa. stuff like super saturday and and visioning stuff like that and so he's he's a big proponent of that is like a dealership technician can benefit from the aftermarket training a lot oh hell yeah um, fuck yeah dude i feel like i feel like i could you know fuck yeah yeah it's it just it gives you a different perspective right like, and you guys are the masters on toyotas like i call pj for questions on toyotas when i'm, I'm <laughs> just questioning things but um being able to see it from that aftermarket perspective there's some you know tools that just like you say, aren't available or you didn't know about or some methods that people have come up with to get around certain things or just making a module work that maybe the dealership isn't able to make work. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Toyota specifically, some of the older, I don't know the years right off my top of my head, but some of the older Toyotas, if you we're going to do any key work you had to replace the whole module i think yes until... yeah yeah there are some as the older ones the mm -hmm. older i want to i want to say to like the lower 2000s like 2002 and like to like 2004 i want to say you had to if you wanted to uh what's called like a master receipt like let's say that you don't have the master key mm -hmm. you have to replace the 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 immobilizer ecu it has to get replaced because you cannot reset it like, yeah. you can't yeah, and, and, and uh, it's a pretty penny sometimes, bro. That shit fucking is expensive. But now they have ways that with outside tools, you can go in and virginize the module or program in specific keys so that you can reuse that module. Um, and that's nothing against Toyota, but that's not Toyota's. They didn't create that. It was an aftermarket outside entity that created that tool. And then you can learn about stuff like that and then you know possibly bring it into your abilities to make yourself more valuable at wherever you're at you know of course i feel like that would be hard to sell like sure. at, at work i feel like if i told my my gm or whatever like oh dude like we should try this to oh is it by toyota no then no you yeah. know it'd be it's, yep. it's, it's a hard sell i mm -hmm. feel like i get it even though even though i tell them oh we could save money for the customers you know we can save this save that and they're like why would you want to do that <laughs> mm -hmm. well and sometimes when I don't know if you guys are struggling with it, but when stuff's not available too, um, bro. Yeah, dude, we have we, we having a lot of national backwater stuff. Like mm -hmm. the most random is shit too. Like uh, right now, the newer newer Highlanders, like New News, they have uh, issues that they have like a wind noise whistle mm -hmm. coming from uh, the grill, where the grill is in the hood meets with it. There's like a gasket there, and that uh, that grill that seal whistles. Uh, higher speeds like a legit whistle you can stand outside of it and you can hear it fucking whistle huh. and that that weather strip was on fucking national back order really we have the randomest shit that ecu's too you have a lot of shit on national back order it's crazy yeah yeah it's been uh it's been nuts trying to get certain tools I I even for you i feel like for you that you're in the aftermarket game like is it is it tough to recommend a part or something and and 
the shop's like, oh, we can't fucking get it for the next two months. Well, and that so that's where some of that EEPROM stuff really comes in handy because then I can say, well, if you guys want to source a used one for this car, we can make that work. And, you know, that's... Damn, what then, a then fucking master the hacker, bro. That's just, I'm <laughs> telling you, that's just mind-blowing to me. I fucking love it, dude. Nerdgasm all day, dude. It, it, it is, it is so much fun to figure that stuff out and make something work that just before you wouldn't been able to like that use modules not gonna work in this car like gm just stuff sound like a fucking badass dude to be like hey man get this fucking used unit i'll fix it watch <laughs> like, it's just fucking dope <laughs> yeah well it's it it's definitely fun but then you know you charge a premium rate too that's the other thing is um if you're doing stuff that other people aren't able to that's that's where it becomes lucrative so i've been uh, enjoyed both sides of it just that it is fun, <laughs> you know, it is entertaining, but that you can uh, be compensated properly for it too, you know. No, fuck yeah! I feel, I feel like, uh, have you been doing mainly like reprograms lately? Is that what you've been doing lately? Like, oh, is that your majority plus? Like, what I'm trying to say that. Yeah, it it's a good mix, and it, it's weird. It'll come in waves. I'll have one day where I do all programming, and then I'll have another day where it's all diagnostic, and so it just kind of comes in waves. But I would definitely say. As long as everything goes smoothly, which it doesn't always, programming would be more money because if something goes right, I can be in and out in 15 minutes or something, you know, and then I can move no, on to yeah. the next Fuck one. You. But the diagnostic stuff, it's not always like that, <laughs> you know? Oh, no. Fuck no, dude. Maybe sometimes, but a lot of the time it goes south and you get your butt kicked on something. So it's a little, it's a little tougher to schedule a day, right? Like... If I'm going yeah. to a car to diagnose something, I don't know if it's going to take me a half hour or an hour and a half. How do I plan out the rest of my day from there? So I kind of, I try to give myself an hour. And then if I don't have a direction now on something that's weird, I'll just be like, Hey, here's where I'm at. I'm going to do some research, you know, and then I'll, I'll swing back to this. And most shops are pretty understanding as long as I'm That's honest. cool. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, like those days that, that you swing back to you. Do you still charge your time that you were there, or is it like you know what? Don't worry about it. Uh, when I come back and I figure it out, then then we'll deal payment. Or yeah, if I don't have an answer for them, um, you know, unless it's something where you know they're like they don't want me to come back, or they're like, yeah, well, this is this is a crunch time. But if I don't have an answer for them, I just I charge them once I do have an answer for them. You know, and That's I tell cool. them. Okay. I'm going to go do some research. I'm going to do some reading. I'm going to talk to some people and I'll come back with a plan. And a lot of the times, you know, you use some networking, some people that, you know, you can go back and then you have a plan. It's like, boom, boom, boom. You got this figured out pretty quickly and then all works out. Okay. And I don't know the ones that it doesn't, I just kind of consider those learning experiences, you know, on the job training and uh, (laughs) hopefully for the next car that I get, I'll be in a better position. Um, that that goes back to what you were saying earlier about documenting stuff. I've been doing that yeah. ton lately. I, tr- I at the end of the day, I go into my Google Docs and I've been making all kinds of notes for myself on all That's of cool. these vehicles, like voltage levels on stuff. I'll, I'll snapshot data pids on things. Just be like, this is a known good for this vehicle, or like this is the problem on this vehicle. Here's what it looks like. Here's what it did, so that I have a quick reference. Who knows? five yeah. years down the road when no, I yeah, yeah, hell issue, yeah, hell yeah. you know but that's that's so important to have that saved for yourself and i mean documented for the customer too but just for personal reference because that, that, that's what i do with uh with uh our 
uh, we we have a, a picoscope that we share with the shop, and I'm the only motherfucker that uses it. Yeah. And uh, uh, anything, any capture that I get, even when we're slow and we're bored, I fucking I pick the motherfucker. I call it the pico de gallo because I'm being fool. <laughs> well, I I, I got I the fucking pico de gallo, man. I grab it and I fucking start scoping random shit. You know, especially on like newer cars, I'll I'll do like a newer Camry cam sensor, crank sensor, and shit like that, and just to see what known good is. Because yeah. these new cars, dude, it's nuts, dude. Like the newer. Like the new Tacomas, Camrys, any new recovery from Toyota, they can run solely off of one sensor, uh, one uh, um, uh, um, fucking uh, cam crank or, or or any signal like that. No so kidding. you know how there's two 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 cam signals or even uh, like a V6 four or yeah two four whatever the fuck, like it can run off of just the exhaust cam signal or the yeah, fucking like... just the intake. Only one dude, one out of the whole system. It only needs one to run. That's nuts. Compared to back in the day, if one of them was shot, like, suck a dick, force I ain't gonna run. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I remember old Dodge vehicles. If you lost either one, you're done. You're not, it's not starting anymore. But yeah, now vehicles will start with just the cam signals. It's but not I, yeah, just cam signals. You don't even need the crank. The crank can be fucking, instead of little square waves, it can be fucking W's, dude. And it'll still run <laughs> like that, you know? It's crazy, dude. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. And even like, um, uh, I had one recently. So, uh, something like that. Uh, I well, it wasn't not like that running off of just one signal, but I had a, a cam, a cam correlation signal. Uh, a fucking DTC on a on a Tacoma, like a twenty fucking fourteen Tacoma, and uh, did the works right. Checked it out. Uh, I was suspecting maybe timing chain jumped. I don't know, you know. And uh, long story short, I have a little U scope fucking uh oscilloscope a little a little you know the uh, uscope has has a one channel fucking yep. yep i love that thing i use the shit religiously dude mm-hmm. and um uh i was able to to probe the uh i, I had a deep I, i'm fucking going everywhere with this i'm so sorry but i'm sorry it's because in my head full like, i got the words but i'm trying to work them work them out no so. it's all good it's all good <laughs> but um i have uh it was a 2014 tacoma i had a cam correlation code from the intake on the on bank one which is on the passenger side so uh, I, I, you know, I did. I swapped out the cam sensors. I moved to the other side, to the other bank. See if it follows the bank. It didn't follow the bank. It stayed, it stayed in bank one. Like, all right. So now let's get the little U scope out and let's see. The cool thing about the U scope is it, it gives you an idea. It's not gonna give you tell you. I don't use it mainly to see like, oh, I want to see the fucking voltage spike or whatever the fuck. No, I just use it just to see if there's something's going on. Make sure it has activity in that in that line. And uh, long story short. Um, the fucking cam actuator now has the um, the the ring that you know it reads the the, the cam that the, the cam sensor reads uh, reads the the openings in the ring and that's yep. what creates the square waves. Mm-hmm. That shit fucking snapped off. Half of it was gone. Really? Yeah, and, and it only had like a hundred and like sixty thousand miles. It wasn't a lot, and I I have no explanation how the hell that shit would snap off. Wow. Did you find the other piece? Was it just laying? There yeah, all the way the down the oil color? pan. Yeah, oh. it, fell, it fell down the oil pan. Luckily, it fell down the oil pan. And it didn't get like timed up i didn't get stuck in a timing chain or anything like that that's crazy yeah but uh and and, and then uh i, I want to say the main person that got me to picking up like uh oscilloscopes and start using the picoscope was uh you know who bernie thompson is yep oh for sure i fucking love that guy i want him to adopt me dude that motherfucker's so <laughs> smart dude this dude bro i'm fucking yeah. oh he's, hey, he's, he's with, on uh, another ATS, level right? he's with ats uh solutions i think right yep yeah, I, does he does he teach? Or does he give classes at Vision? 
He, he does. Yeah. He had a class at vision. Um, and he, he usually has one there and then he'll do, he's got all those YouTube videos. The one beside my chest, now. fool. I, I fucking, I love him, dude. He's fucking, uh, like uh, his YouTube videos. I, I've watched every single one. Like I, I'll watch him fucking again just to, I don't know, dude, the way how his brain fucking works is beautiful. I love it. You almost have like, to watch him a couple times to absorb it all. Cause yeah, yeah to understand. So, Cause this so will, he'll make info. me feel retarded. He, I mean, I'm sorry, but he'll make me feel dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is the amount of knowledge that he's got. I mean, cause he, he built a lot of those tools too, that he's using. Like he had the knowledge to, to, to actually he's make making me want to buy that fucking, that, 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 that laptop, that eight channel scope that they have. The e -scope, I want to buy yeah. it because of his ass, dude. I right. fucking, it looks so dope. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I've never used them personally, but definitely looks like a nice scope. Um, uh, and having eight channels is, I have, I have yet to have a scope with eight channels, but that would, uh, I think our peak, our peak work only has four, four mm -hmm. channels. And even then I never really use all four. Maybe at the most I've ever had, like, it was like three, maybe yeah. because I don't deal with crazy ass cars like that too often to use it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it takes forever to set it up too. It takes fucking legit 30, 40 minutes to get it going. Have, have your captures ready before you start capturing what you need. And then at that point, he's like, all right, I reached my fucking hour and uh, I need to ask for more time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, so guys, you should get a cart set up so you can have just everything ready to go once, uh, once you need it. And it makes it a lot quicker. Yeah, I, I for sure. Yeah. I hell I need to do something like that. It's fucking, it's crazy. No, but yeah, I think his most, I think the one video that he did that really like fucking destroyed my brain was pretty sure it was one of his most recent ones. He, he had like, he used a fucking magnet on the flywheel or something like that, or on the on the flex plate. He, 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 the, was like a, the Honda. I, I maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. The pilot, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. Wait, I was like, shut the fuck up, bro. No <laughs> magnet's gonna fix you. Shut the fuck up. There's no, <laughs> there's no way a magnet is gonna. No way. No. And sure enough, that was like, this motherfucker. Is, well, cool. Yeah, there was there was a lot of people that had that same reaction. They're like, you know, wouldn't wouldn't a factory crank sensor fix this this issue so there was there were some people that definitely um questioned what he did there but whether or not i i still find it incredibly interesting oh and yeah the fuck fact it. that he knows how to make a, a degaussing thing you know like i would I have no i would have no clue if you asked me to make call one. him to adopt me son he's gonna be my new <laughs> fucking dad dude i swear <laughs> Well, I think he's in New Mexico, so he's not too far from me. So, but, I mean, it's it's just, I, just like old Mexico. I'll be there, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but dude, I, I, honestly, I would kill dude to fucking just just to be with him for a day, you know, just to like watch him diagnose shit. I don't know. It's just it's nuts. Like I, that's what I aspire to be. I want to be like that. That's fucking. I don't know, like having those crackhead ass ideas. I'm sorry, but having those fucking <laughs> those ideas <laughs> to to do something like that is crazy, you know. Well, that was what I was going to ask you: is what do you see yourself doing in the future as you as you keep growing in this field? I I really I I want to like I don't know, dude. After like while hearing your guys' stories about being like a mobile tech and stuff like that, that to me sounds super interesting. Like, dude, you make your own hours. You don't have no one hovering over your ass all the time. But then again, I'm like, damn, you have a lot, a lot more liabilities. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a double-edged sword. But uh, for sure, I, I I like what I do. I like uh, I like diagnosing that shit's fuck. I I don't see myself doing anything else. You know what I mean? Okay. If I were to steer away, steer away from the dealership life, I'd probably go back to my brother's shop or well, my shop, I guess. Go back there and and do that stuff because that stuff is cool, bro. Fucking, 
Uh, I strongly believe in the LS engines. Uh, <laughs> LS swap the world. I'll put that shit in the media bag. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know you probably get a bunch of hate for that, dude. But, oh, uh, fuck. Dude, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, the LS engine is just such a good fucking platform. Yep. And, and there's just so much uh, aftermarket support for it that you can you can make stupid power with little money. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are into that and there's, there's a whole world unto itself of that motor it's crazy yeah no but i know for me I, i'm a dumbass bro i'm a lifer you know what i mean i like if i like something i'm stupid i won't change i'll stick with it forever you know what i mean so I, if I, I, I so far i've been liking this toyota game the toyota stuff is cool i do like it it does get boring it does have times where like you bro all i do is recalls and all day long it's just uh re-slashing you just mm-hmm. you know Pulling the car, we flash it, okay, and pulling the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And guess what? It's a Camry. Guess what? It's another fucking Camry. And it's fucking, <laughs> does it, it has its moments, dude. It really does. It has its fucking moments. Yep. Yep. No, I, I completely understand that. So it's the do you, do you, do you see yourself doing this, uh, this for a while? Like being a mobile tech? Yeah. I, um, for the immediate future, I definitely do. It's got a lot of potential. There's a lot of need for it, and I enjoy it quite a bit. So I begin to being a teacher, dude. That's just fucking nuts. Yeah, that's that's crazy too. Because right now, was it by luck or, or were you aiming for that? Is that what you wanted to do? Like, you know, I want to teach little fools and break their heads. Or, yeah. Or no. <laughs> Um, I knew I always liked the, the, at the learning environment. Like when I was in college, when I was in tech school, I loved it. I was like, this, this definitely would be somewhere I'd want to come back to, but it was kind of just luck that I ended up getting the position. Um, cause I was, well, I mean, I don't know, I guess it depends on the way you look at it. I was on the advisory committee when I was a tech as at Firestone. Yeah. So they would come in, they'd have meetings for the college and they just are looking for input from the field. And you, I mean, you could probably find a local tech school and do the same thing. They're always looking for people. They want technicians. And that's cool. I was I at a meeting <laughs> and my former instructor was like, I'm retiring at the end of this year. And I was just joking around with him. I was like, well, that'd be cool to get your position. And he's like, well, just put your application in. Damn. Uh, you said you're you like, I want your fucking job, bro. Give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cold hearted, dude. Fuck. <laughs> he, uh, he told me to put in, put in my application. Cause he'll be retiring at the end of the year. And it, uh, it, it all just sort of worked out at that point. But yeah, five years in on that now. Um, but Damn, I, I actually, Holy fuck. I need to, uh, I, I do see a, a point where I'm going to have to make a decision on what's your age group. Well, how, what's your age group that you teach? Is it like older cats, younger cats? Well, cause above? it's, it's post-secondary. So, um, we get people right out of high school. So they're 19 years old and then we get, a, I think the oldest student I've had is in his fifties. And so there's, Jesus. there's quite a range because it's college. Anybody can sign up once you're out of high school. Um, and so it def- every student group's different and it's very is that hard. It, it is it is a lot of work. It's, it's fun. It's rewarding. It's engaging, but it is an enormous amount of work to keep yeah, up Yeah, but you feel everything. bad for your teachers, huh? You were being a little asshole in class, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I've said it before, but like the amount of prep time for a presentation, you don't realize what goes into. Oh, I fucking bet, dude. I an bet, hour like, presentation. Yeah, like, dude. Fuck. Like, and, and just to have some dude in the back be on his phone all, all day. Fuck, dude. Yeah. At that point, you should have like fucking 
Like little hacky sacks when they're fucking on their phone, just chucking my hacky sack in the fucking dome. <laughs> Put the yeah. shit away. <laughs> yeah, Damn. it's um, it, it can be it can be challenging at times. Well, it definitely is. Um, but it's also really rewarding when you are able to help somebody, you know, get better, improve themselves. And or, how many do you have? Like uh, students ways. My cap's eighteen. I have sixteen right now for this year, so I got sixteen students, which is a good number. I can spend a lot of one. Yeah, that's a lot. Dude, that's a lot. That's, that's a hefty number. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the hardest thing would be to have all of them like understand what's going on. I feel like it would be hard. And they and they unfortunately they don't like. I try my best, and I try to work with you know each one of them, but everybody's at different levels, and some of them are a few years away from really. <laughs> having the light bulb go off yeah i I feel like i feel that that i feel like that would be the hardest thing would be like to have everyone understand it equally you know what i mean yeah it's just everybody comes in with a different life experience and they're at a different point and some people are just you know equipped for this right it just it is a natural thing for some people to work with mechanical and electrical things and then some people they're going to have a much tougher time with it right um you know like if you ask me to go play basketball it, it's not going to go well i'm not coordinated at all it's never going to be a good thing for me but even ask me bro i'm fucking five four fuck got you you know so some people just come in and they are they're perfect for this and they're going to be they're they do really well off the bat and then others not so much but try to help everybody out as much as I can. And I figure if nothing else, honestly, it's better to figure out that this isn't for you in tech school than to figure out this isn't for you 10 years into it, you know? like Yeah, that's true. That's um, very true. You know, maybe you could consider it, oh, I just wasted, you know, two years of my life. I mean, did you, did you learn something? Did you learn what maybe you don't want to do? Maybe you pick something up and I don't see that as a complete loss if they figure out in that time that, okay, I guess the, I don't want to do this. Um, but then some, sometimes you never know when the light bulb's going to come on too. I've, I've known people in the field, I've known students where it's, it takes some time and all of a sudden it clicks one day and they figure it out and they, then they just take off from there. So you never know when that might happen for somebody. So I don't, I don't give up on anybody. I want to give them the best that I can and hopefully they can do something with it damn no yeah i uh, i i personally I, di- I didn't go to any schools i didn't go to uti i didn't do any of that stuff the dude that taught me was my dad okay that taught me everything i know I, ever since i was fucking i could remember I'm, I'm the youngest of three i have two older brothers and ever since i could remember i was light bitch you know hold the fucking light hold it <laughs> <laughs> and if i and if i held the light wrong if i got fucking socked in the back of the head fucking put it here man <laughs> So uh, my dad taught me everything, and uh, I'm grateful for that, dude, because I feel like I got, like, a lot of more, um, I don't know how, how can I explain this. I got more hands-on experience than theoretical experience, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I noticed that a lot with, like, taking the AECs and all that stuff is is it's all theoretical, you know? Yeah. Oh, if this yeah. is going, if this is bad, this should be the cause, or if this is doing that, it should be this, and it's all theoretical, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, it doesn't it, always work out that way in real life. Yeah, it's, it's all different. And my dad taught me everything I know. And uh, my dad, like, I feel like he gave me a good fucking solid base. 
mm-hmm. and to uh, to do what I do. And even now, the, the only schooling I have now is at work. They send us out to Toyota courses, Toyota classes, and all that stuff. And those instructors are fucking smart, dude. Some of those dudes are holy crap. Like you should not go work go work for NASA. What the fuck are you doing here, dude? <laughs> and it's a, no, for real, dude, because it's uh, the, these classes are cool and they make it. They really dumb it down so that everyone and anyone can understand it. Really straightforward, and uh, I think the best class I went to was their uh, their electrical class. Okay, because I feel like when I first started off, I had a hard time understanding how fucking electricity works. You know what sure. I mean? I know as, as dumb as it sounds, understanding how voltage works, how voltage drop works, how all that shit works. Like, it was fucking, it was rocket science to me. You know, and yeah, well, in the, you know, and uh, after taking that class, like, holy fuck, dude, this is like way easier than I thought. I made this hard for no reason. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, funny yeah, you but... say that. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you. you're fine. You're fine. Um, I had a I had a student today that was saying something similar. He's he's about to graduate. We're almost done in like a week and a half, and we were just talking about electrical and stuff. And he's like, when I started, you know, I didn't know anything about electrical besides you know you flip the switch and stuff comes on. He's like, it might as well have been magic to me. And he's like. The more I do this, I'm like, it's just like switches and solenoids and coils. And he's like, this is actually way, way easier than I thought. And I thought it was magic. And I was like, yeah, it just, <laughs> it's just not, it's not that complicated. No, yeah. It, it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts, dude. Like the whole electrical concept, it's crazy. It's a whole different ballgame in its own way more than mo- wind noises and fucking timing covers and shit like that anything that involves an electrical diag is for sure i i remember each one dude it's, it's just because each one when i first started those were the ones that whooped my ass like how i said in the beginning that that fucking mic issue that took me for a doozy bro that in order for me to figure that out i, I had to do all kinds of fucking uh not not voltage or something like that but i would have to do like with the oscilloscope how to see uh, what kind of waveform the microphone outputs? You know, you see like okay. a, a waveform the outputs, or or I would have to see like, uh, the main way how I found out that DCM was bad was I bypassed the DCM completely, and that was like one of my crackhead ideas, because I was like, dude, I could either burn a module or this works, and I fucking I wired the microphone directly to the the head unit, bypassed the DCM completely, and it worked. The microphone started working. I was like, oh yeah the fucking dcm and then when i did it in my in my head my brain just fucking oh my god bro this is fucking amazing <laughs> fucking nerdgasm bro i'm telling you dude I, was just, I don't know and then electrical work i love it dude that to me i think it's the fucking it's fun yeah except when it kicks your ass when it kicks your ass like i don't want to do this ever again but it's fucking it's awesome mm-hmm. yeah it definitely is that's uh that's one of the parts about it i enjoy the most yeah do you do a lot of uh like uh do you try to focus on mainly just like diags or uh, or programs? So, what do you aim for? Like, do you do you aim, have something that you specifically aim for, or no? And also, do you change parts? Like, do you? No, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah that, I mean, yeah. I'll I'll have they asked. Like, can you fucking do it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah? they'll definitely ask. I mean, I'll I'll plug in a module, or you know, obviously, if I need to do a compression test, they'll take out you know, plug in a coil. But yeah, I've had I've had shops ask me. I had a what was it the other day? It was a Dodge Dart, um, and they have the. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They have the unit under the valve cover that activates all the intake valves because they don't have an intake cam. It's this like big hydraulic unit that runs off of solenoids and oil pressure and it needed needed a new one. 
And they're, and I told them, I told them, I was like, there's special tools to install this that you have to use or you're going to break it. And they're like, well, can you come install it for us? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. Um, I, I, the one thing I do for shops actually, and this is, I don't know, people have told me this is kind of risky because if a motor pops, it's on me, but I will time engines for shops before they reassemble wow. them. So um, I feel comfortable. That's big on you, dude. That's fucking, that's a, the way I see that's a lot of liability because then I feel yeah. like at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, they'll fucking point a finger at you. Oh, 100%. Oh, you didn't fucking time it correctly. You didn't fucking like, no guy. 100%. Um, but I did so many of them at Firestone, you know, chains, belts, whatever. I feel very confident if I have the service info and I have the tools, I can get the thing in time. And so if, if a shop calls me, I'll, I'll do it. It's those Fords a lot of the time. And I, I have the tools and you put the, the bar in the cams or the holder on the front, the pin in the crank, put the belt on. It's in time, you know? Um, no, yeah. Fuck yeah. There's a, there's an Audi one for like the old two eights. It's got a bar that goes across. Anyways. Um, I guess that's one mechanical job that I'll do, but otherwise, no, I just tell them what to fix. Um, and then they'll replace the part. Um, Damn, so you're too, like timing belts all day, man. Fucking shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, but yeah, if I were just to focus on one, honestly, the programming would be the best for my wallet. But the I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I, fuck, dude, you all day long, you're not getting dirty, you're fucking clean cut all day, dude. All you gotta do is just fucking pull up, push a couple buttons on the keyboard, and just let it do its thing. I know it's a lot more. Fucking complex in that, but well, and there, there's days where stuff doesn't go smoothly. You know, GM server is down, or you know, they update that a happens? tool. What the fuck? Oh How the hell? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It happens all the time. GM SPS is their system has not been right since September of last year. They they is that like for only the aftermarket guys, or even like at the dealer to have this issue? From what I've heard, it's at the dealership too that they Wow, what the hell? (laughs) So at the dealership they have access to the previous version, which is SPS one. And this is SPS two, but aftermarket doesn't have access to that unless you call tech support and get a special thing. So it's been a constant struggle. And, but then you find some workarounds and some other ways to do things and you can still make it happen. But yeah, that's, it doesn't always go smoothly. That's, that's but like, well, what do you do there? Like, do you like, Oh, you know what? I'll fucking, I'll come back tomorrow. Let's hope it works. Sometimes you have to. Um, the other thing that's been going on with, uh, the war with Russia and Ukraine is there was like cyber attacks on servers and stuff. And, um, the Ford server was completely jacked up. Uh, what for the a fuck? Of time. Out of all the servers, they were like, "Fuck Fords." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was Snap-ons too. Was messed up for a while, so you couldn't get onto wow. Pro Demand, um, and and stuff like that. And so you run Speaking into some. Of that, yeah, of that. I'm sorry. Uh, well, what do you use? Like, do you use? Uh, what's the one that that I see? You've heard you mention a bunch of times. Something fix. Identifix is my one that I probably use the most. Just is that better than all data? Well, it's it's different in that they have a lot of um, confirmed fixes for cars that were vetted by the staff at Identifix. So it's like you know they'll say a module fixed this car. It actually did fix this car, Um, and they'll run you through some tests. What's that? 
Do they have tech support? Yeah, they, yeah there's a hotline that you can call. Wow, that's cool. It's, that's dope. It's an additional fee. Um, Are they good? They they have a lot of really good information. I actually just like the way that they have the organized the the information organized. So like how to find diagrams, connector views, and all that stuff. I like it, but I also use all data. Cause um, I hate the all all that all fucking data one. I that shit can suck it from the back, bro. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I can never find a connector, and there, and if you find it, is you gotta remember the fucking connector number if you want to find the the pin layout. It's stupid. I fucking hate it. And never. Yeah. Well, and it, it's all about what you're used to, you know, because if you're used to Toyota service information, I'm sure that's structured completely differently. Have you used that, the Toyota information? I have never used the factory info, no. The 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 TIS, the TIS stuff is sick, dude. It's fucking, it's called TIS, T-I-S. Uh-huh. And it's the layout is fucking, uh fucking beautiful. Okay. And it just, it makes all that look like caca, dude. It looks like a fucking two-year-old wrote it. But it's fucking, <laughs> it's amazing, dude. I fucking love it. It's so cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll have to give that a shot. I have, uh, I've used a few of the factory. Let's see. I'm trying to think of which ones. Um, have you ever done, have you ever done any work for a, like a dealer? Um, I worked at, I worked for a Toyota dealership for about six months when I was in tech school, but that was it. You're like gay, never again. I mean, sorry. I mean, uh, 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 whack, never, never again. Yeah. They had me do an oil <laughs> change and run it through the car wash all day long. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So I, I wanted to go actually do work. So I went to an Damn. independent after that. No, but I'm saying like, uh, have you ever done like, uh, like, uh, being a mobile tech for like a dealer? Has a dealer ever called oh, you out? Oh, uh, no, actually, but I'm gonna. Can be, they? You think yeah, that's bad? They do for for used stuff. I think because like, well, that's cool. Okay. For for I'm gonna go. Actually, that was my plan for the summer. I'm gonna go hit up the GM dealership close to me because they don't have a method to to used modules on uh like it's 13 and up on GM stuff. You have to go new, which not that big of a deal unless you can't get one. Okay, well, here's I'm an option. You can call me to come program this module if you don't if you used is the only way. So I don't know if I'll get any business out of it, but I was gonna try. That's cool. I mean, try. I mean, for sure, fucking, it's mm-hmm. worth it's worth the kicks. Yep. Cool, man. Damn. Well, uh, this was uh, this was fun. You're uh, you're yes. a riot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I can go all fuck. I'm, we're gonna do this again. For sure. Uh, I've been trying to set this up for a while, and my schedule is the fucking worst. Oh yeah. Like. Huh. Yeah, I just had a baby too. I just had a baby girl. I oh, fucking congratulations! Oh, thank you, dude. She she turned three months on the 29th, and I fucking she's my world. I love her. Is that your and, first? Uh, yeah, dude, my first, and nice. hopefully not my last. I want, I want like nine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Better get to work. <laughs> no, fuck, dude. Let me tell. My, I'll tell my wife right now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I love her, dude, and and uh, she takes she takes up like 99 percent of my time, and I I, I give. 100% I'm grateful for my wife she does like 100% of the work I literally go to work I come home she does everything I feel so I feel like a horrible husband but I mean you know it is what it is I guess but she fucking she, I love my wife I appreciate her so much and, and how she takes care of the baby all the time oh it's, it's awesome and I, I love it and being 23 having be, having a baby you would think oh I'm going through it all but no dude I fucking uh, love it fucking love it yeah That's you got awesome. any kids? no kids no yeah, you need to go to work. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, I don't have time for anything else. So a kid God doesn't exactly it, work. Damn. 
No, but yeah, dude, but for real, we'll, we'll do this again. Uh, Definitely, but, man. Definitely. And then the time zone sucks, dude. I'm sorry. Fucking. It's all good. Time zone's horrible. No worries. No worries. Okay, that's going to do it for today's episode. One more big thank you to Gustavo for joining me on the show today. Appreciated him spending the time with me. Also appreciate everyone out there who listens to the show and provides feedback. Keep that up. But other than that, let's all get out there, start fixing the world one car at a time.